Hi, this is Manufacturers Make Strides, episode number one, how to detect and prevent mistakes in your manufacturing process. I'm your host, Martin Griffiths, helping manufacturers solve problems since 2009, bringing you the tools and techniques to work smarter, not harder. And in this episode, we'll discuss some tools and techniques of how to detect and prevent mistakes in your manufacturing process. Preventable mistakes in the manufacturing process. Um, they're frustrating, they're annoying for your customer, um, but on the flip side, they're quite low-hanging fruit for business improvement. And by taking a, a syst- by approaching it with a system and a number of steps, you can, uh, you can create quite a big impact uh, quite quickly. So, what are the steps? Step number one, build a team to address the issue. So, you've identified, um, take the situation that you've identified a number of mistakes that keep happening in your in your factory um, or you've had some returns from a customer uh, and you really need to solve resolve the mistakes that cause those returns um, by building a team involving people like a customer representative uh, someone from product design someone from manufacturing operations and ideally someone from quality if you've got a quality department um, that's going to make sure that whatever solution you come up with it addresses it makes sure the customer gets what they want it makes sure it's not going to affect the, the product performance. And by having manufacturing and quality involved, it makes sure that you're going to get buy-in from the shop floor and you come up with a solution that will actually work uh, out in the factory. Okay, so step number two, uh, you've got your team, it's to identify the risks. So any possible mistake that could happen, you need to understand um, what knock-on effect that can have in your product and to the fit, form and function of it when it gets used um, or, or maybe the safety of it to the people around the, the product. Um, and then by understanding the risks, you need to know what level of things you have to do to reduce those risks to, to an acceptable level. Um, use a tool like a failure mode and effects analysis, which I can show a template of later on. Um, sit down in a room and bounce around ideas, come up with the things that could go wrong and think through, um, you know, from past experience, from uh, discussions with your customers of what could happen uh, and try to classify it into those categories of safety critical, fit form and function and visual defect. And then from understanding the risk, you're better placed in the later stages when you come to read sign of what you need to do uh, to reduce those risks to a, to a, an acceptable level. Number three is to establish the root cause. So mistakes happened, um, and there might be a, if there might be a, a clear answer as to why it's happened. But I think it's always worth using a technique like the five whys to drill down to the root to the root cause of the issue and to find the underlying. Uh, uh, reasons why it happened this time and maybe also you'll probably also discover that root cause is causing other mistakes as well so let's take a quick example say uh, an operator fitted the wrong component to a product um, so we asked why that happened well they look quite similar and they're in the same place on a production line so ask why again well maybe it's because they come from the same supplier 
um, and they're placed in the same location by the stores guy when he brings them out to, to restock the line. Why does he do that? Because that's the quickest way to do that on his route. By drilling down a few levels, we're starting to understand the, the things we need to do to address the process fully. So just by, in that scenario, just by focusing on the operator who picked the products, isn't really going to resolve the full issue. We need to come up with a solution that also addresses um, the placement, the picking and the storage of components on the line. So once you are at the root cause, uh, step number four is to redesign the process. Um, and there's a few ways of looking at this really. Like the most effective way to redesign, uh, design out the mistake would be to use, uh, there's a Japanese term called pokeyoke, which basically means a mistake proof. Um, if you can mistake proof it, it means you're do literally designing out the possibility that that mistake can ever happen again. Um, so an example would be with the product, if you could like maybe like change a thread, so you literally uh, couldn't screw in uh, the wrong component. Um, if that's not possible, maybe the second level down might be to mistake-proof the pokeyoke, the tooling, uh, or the fixture, so that you can't fit. So it may, you can't, or it makes it extremely difficult to fit the wrong component in the wrong place. Um, the next level down from that, if pokeyoking isn't really possible, is to put in some kind of visual alert. Uh, and then immediately afterwards a, ver a verification. So in the example before, it would be, you've got two similar products, um, they have to be interchangeable for some reason. Um, so let's do something visual. So maybe put one component in a green bin, one in a red bin, and then at the point when the operator picks, make sure it's flagged up that he has to use a green component. Another solution to that may be using something like a pick-to-light system, um, where it lights up, this is a box to pick and maybe checks that his hand's gone in and broken a light curtain to make sure he's got the right part. That's a good as guidance, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not a guarantee. So immediately after that, there should be a verification either by a test or some kind of inspection or with a camera to make sure that the, that the mistake hasn't occurred. Don't leave it to the end of the production line. Some that happens but then the amount of rework that has to happen is really, really costly to strip that product right back, replace the com component, and then put it through the manufacturing process again. Rework like that can be really disruptive. So putting in a small, quick verification immediately after uh, the process is a much more effective way of, 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 of addressing that issue. Step number five, once you've redesigned, is to track your ongoing performance. So from the point that you uh, that you did your and implemented your redesign process, uh, know what your baseline metrics are for things like number of customer returns or fur through test for uh, before it go is shipped to a customer, and then start tracking daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. Simply to start off with, just in an Excel spreadsheet is fine, uh, and just make sure that the metric is going in the right direction, that the number of customer returns are coming down for this issue, and that the first through test rate is going up related to this issue. It can give you that justification that, yeah, we spent some time and money redesigning the process. Um, it's being effective because it's saving us so much time at a test and reducing and giving us reduced costs in returns from your customer. So you need to make sure you've got those facts uh, to present that it's been effective what you've done.
This episode was looking at how to detect and prevent mistakes in your manufacturing process. And the top takeaways from today's show are to build a team, identify the risks, establish the root cause, design the process, and then to track your performance. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Manufacturers Make Strides. And for more tips on how to work smarter, not harder, within your manufacturing career, or if you'd like to reach out to us, visit our website at metasautomation.co.uk. Until next time, 